0: Some people claim that the atrocities we commit in our fiction are those inner desires which we cannot commit in our controlled civilization. So they are expressed instead through our art. I don't agree. I believe heaven and hell are one and the same. The soul belongs to heaven and the body to hell. Welcome back to the Blasphemous Cinema Podcast. I'm your host Jake, and with me today is, of course, my trustworthy co-host Addison. Addison, how are you doing? As always,
1: As always absolutely you. miserable. Pretty
0: much same. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, work has been pretty shitty lately, but we'll get that's right into fun. it. Yeah, we'll get right into it. Um, for you know, we've been gone for a little bit. You know, that's the thing that sucks about having two people on different schedules on two different sides of the country, but we're back anyway. (laughs) Um, And for this podcast, we're, you know, we're talking about um, 1982's white dog, um, a film by um, Sam, Samuel Fuller um, about a white dog who is trained to kill black people. Um, And going in, you know, this this movie received a lot of controversy, and in retrospect, like I don't feel like it deserved a lot of that controversy. But but the reason why was just people just didn't want to talk about these subjects, and they didn't want it on film. They didn't want it to promote it. They didn't want to put it out, and that's pretty much the reason why.
1: Because honestly, like this movie isn't too
0: bad at all.
1: No, not really. No, and and only- like.
0: Yeah, go ahead. What you're
1: saying? they. I think like I read something that they only showed it for like three preview showings. Yeah, and had it out for like a week and then put yeah. it away forever.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's they really like didn't want to freaking show this type of subject material because it, I don't know. There's like so many conflicting things, but like
1: I it think it's really, like you said, nobody yeah. wanted to talk about it.
0: Yeah, no one wanted to really tackle it. And the only person that would was really Samuel Fuller. Um, and he's kind of a controversial director in himself. Um, over Always. Over his career. Um, but overall, our, you know, let's get into our thoughts about the film. Um, I honestly think this film is kind of meh. The first half. Then the second half, I think, is pretty good. I think once a certain thing happens, that's when the movie actually starts getting interesting because the first half kind of just seems like you're going around in circles and, I don't know, nothing really, like, too interesting happens and the characters aren't too interesting in themselves until a certain thing happens and the second half happens and that's, that's when it gets more interesting. But after, so, like, I'm kind of, like, you know, sitting in the middle of the road with this one, like, a three or three and a half. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, that second half, Samuel Fuller directs the hell out of it. I really think that's where it's the strongest. Um, And I think that's the way with a lot of the performances as well. You know, there's a lot of... You get introduced to a lot of great characters in the second half. Because um, you only meet a couple characters in the first half, and, you know, they're not terrible, but they're also, not, like, not great. Like, mm-hmm they aren't jumping off the screen and I don't really care about them all too much. But time, you know, also there's, there's a lot of good stuff being tackled here in terms of themes, you know, just examining how, you know, you know, basically like, you know, conditioning like a dog or a person, whatever, basically, how a person can literally turn as something as innocent as a domestic dog into something purely, like, evil in in a way. And there's a lot of great stuff that has to be said in the second half. Um, And, you know, it's like this movie, like, is, like, saying all the right things. Like, nothing is, like, offensive. Nothing is, like, what the fuck was that like you know like Samuel Fuller knew what he was doing and honestly, I would say I, so yeah I, like did I love it no but honestly it was it was that second half was good enough to say that I enjoyed this film and I'm glad I watched it oh yeah and so what are your thoughts Asim? I'm,
1: I'm really biased just because I really like Samuel Fuller but yeah. I really did like it I enjoyed it a lot actually okay awesome. you are you are right though I mean the first half is a little slow, but I think it's because Samuel Fuller is you know trying to ease the audience, yeah, but also at the same time he's a very blunt filmmaker, and mm-hmm. you know he's just trying to build up the story and create the foundation, yeah. so then the second half can be as good at it as it is, yeah for sure, but it's like you said it's uh it really is like a examination of like uh is racism something that's embedded into something or is it learned behavior yeah that kind of thing it's a really interesting concept and especially i like you know talking about it through a dog
0: rather and, than and
1: trying to talk about it with people
0: like almost like a white dog too and like you know the whole theme of just like something's like so like the a white like white fur is like so pure and everything and yeah like you know there's several moments in this film where the dog will kill someone and it's just like it's caked in blood and it's just like that's when you realize like the monster that actually is because there's people who decided to treat the dog um as an extension of their deplorable beliefs
1: yeah and it's just you know there's a lot of like added symbolism to like the fact oh, that he's yeah. a german shepherd you know that yeah. kind of stuck out to me, and for such a low-budget film, Samuel Fuller really directs it really well. There's a lot of really suspenseful moments.
0: Easily, dude. Um Like, there's one, like, um, like, we'll get into it later, but, like, you know, there's a whole sequence where there's, a, like, a storm happening at night, and this whole sequence is so good. And, mm. yeah.
1: Did you want to add anything else? No, I'm just leaning probably towards a three and a half to a four, probably gotcha. on that one. Gotcha.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, it just seems that we, you know, we both liked it. Um, I actually, I totally like. You know, I watched this a couple weeks ago and I kind of totally forgot about it, but you know, just pulling <laughs> it up again. But the music, who's,
1: oh yeah, it's very minimal.
0: But who's it by? Wait, what? Who's by? Do you know who it's by? No, I don't. Okay, I might butcher the pronounce, the pronouncing of his name, but it's a legend. Ennio Morcon. Ennio Morcon. Yeah.
1: What else did he do?
0: Um, dude, he's done so much.
1: It was so minimal for this movie, but it was also, that's what I was going to say, it was so good. Like, it was um, so well done.
0: The, um, the fistful of dollars, trilogy Ah, uh, uh,
1: there it is. Yeah, uh, I can see that.
0: Days of Heaven, um, the thing. Once upon a time in America, the mission, the Untouchables, um, oh, so... the hateful eight. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he has a really insane. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because his the the music for that movie was really good, Very especially for all,
0: and like actually really good at the same time. Oh yeah. But, I
1: mean, that's how the whole movie was, though. It was super yeah. minimal, but it was, like, only what was necessary, and it's a super intelligent yeah. movie.
0: And, and there's actually, like, a lot of good, like, cinematography as well. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, there's it's not, like, anything, like, too crazy, but, like, there's a lot of shots where it just feels like everything's at the right place at the right time, and it's just like, you know, hey, that's a nice shot. Hey, that's a nice shot. And it's just like, nothing's going to blow you away, but, like, there's just a lot of nice cinematography in there that,
1: yeah, it's oh yeah, um,
0: complements the film perfectly.
1: It really is a real, well-made movie and it is. super intelligent for what it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy looking at the budget for this movie. Seven million estimated back forty-six thousand. <laughs> oh my god, that's so bad.
1: A Seven million estimated budget. Yeah. Oh wow, I thought it, was it lower doesn't. Than that.
0: But it doesn't feel that way at all.
1: No, it doesn't.
0: Um. But yeah, so, you know, we both, yeah, we both like this movie. Um, so let's get into our spoiler section of the podcast, um, where we talk about the plot and the whole narrative and all that stuff. Um, I haven't seen this film in a couple weeks. So, Addison, you're going to have to help me with some of the... You watched it today. So there's going to be stuff that I'm, I'm obviously going to forget. <laughs> um, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, let's get into it. So spoiler warning, three... 2 1 bam okay <laughs> so the film starts off with um like we're in the los angeles los angeles hills at night and um, actress julie sawyer runs over a white stray german shepherd um you know and she she brings him to the veterinarian mm-hmm. to treat him and basically they're like, well, you can bring him to the pound, but he's just going to end up getting killed, basically. Mm-hmm. And you still have to pay for him. So <laughs> basically, she just ends up taking him because... You, yeah, the medical gotta, bill. <laughs> yeah, the dog's either going to get killed, there's, like, literally not, nothing for her to really do.
1: And you still have to pay for it.
0: Yeah. Um, so, you know, Julie... Um, takes the dog home, you know, taking care of the dog and stuff. <laughs> um, nothing, like, really super big happens um, for, like, maybe, like, a couple scenes or so. But, like, as, like, you know, you get a bunch of, like, introductory stuff to Julie as an actress. Um, and you kind of get to see her home life a little bit. There's a man in her life. Um, but he isn't always around. And... For yeah, it's a weird for, relationship. Yeah. And for an actress that like was kind of hesitant about this medical bill, she lives in a really, really nice house in the Los Yeah, Angeles with no house. roommates. Yeah. <laughs> so that's funny. Um
1: Yeah, I didn't really get the logistical of that yeah. aspect of it where she um, was just like living by herself in the hills dude, in like, a nice little house. And, and I was like, oh.
0: outside too, like her outside is amazing.
1: Yeah, she had a whole little outdoor
0: area and everything. Yeah. And so, one night, while she's watching TV and can't really hear anything, a rapist breaks into her house. Like, you, just, like you, you have, like, really, like, no build-up to this once or ever. Like, it really, like, strikes out of nowhere. And, like, you know, like, she's, the TV's on, the you know, the dog's just chilling, and a rapist breaks into her house and tries to attack her. But, obviously, the dog protects her. Um, and gets him pretty freaking good. Um, oh yeah,
1: jumps out the window too, like an action hero.
0: Yeah, like yeah, which was really yeah. That those are moments that I forgot that you're gonna have to bring up. But yes, yeah, so the dog, like you know, full on jumps out of the window to get this guy. Um, and so after this, you know, after the police come and all that, she decides to adopt a dog, um, against the wishes of her boyfriend. Um, which I can't remember exactly the logistics
1: of Mm -hmm. why. Well, he wanted her to keep him at first because she, he actually said that you're like all alone up here and you won't let me move in. So keep the dog. But it wasn't until after, um, not this incident, but with the, the acting incident where the dog attacked her co-star was when he was against it.
0: Yeah. Um. It looks like the page I'm looking at it kind of, like, literally, like, cuts that out. So, but, yeah, so... Put on the of attacking her games, of her Yeah, yeah <laughs> I don't know why, but... All right, so, she brings her dog to set one day for, um, you know, as she's acting for a scene, and she's acting with a black person, a black lady, and the dog gets really mad and literally... Tackles her
1: and literally just starts mauling the shit out of her. Dude, it like it's rough. He like ripped open her whole back. Back, it was like, yeah. It was nasty. It was rough. And like
0: it looks actually really good too. Yeah, like, it was actually
1: some good effects for yeah what I was expecting.
0: Um, and so like you know like you get some kind of a little bit melodramatic, but not melodramatic because it's obviously it's dramatic but at the same time like some of the stuff i didn't like but like some of the editing and like it kind of felt over dramatic the way they cut in some of the shots that they use
1: it felt yeah. like he was editing it like a the super dramatic like italian yes. films yes you know what i'm yeah. talking about yeah like yeah. it but of course a lot of people said though that fuller he does was, that. he was into a lot of european cinema yeah. So I can feel, I can kind of understand. And that's like where his big cult following came from too, was Europe. So I can kind of understand why he has those editing tactics going for him.
0: Yeah, which like, you know, like that's always an interesting discussion. If like, you know, if you're not a fan of something, but like the director did that on purpose, mm-hmm. you know, like how do you feel about that? But like here, I don't know. I mean, I understand it, but like it just doesn't feel
1: yeah like right to me i know what Um, you're saying
0: yeah um and so obviously the dog mauls are pretty freaking good um and like she's in the hospital for a long time um during this movie and like you know obviously julie like like imagine having your dog actually maul someone to the point like that like, yeah, you would feel absolutely, like, shitty every time you saw that person. Just, like, you know, you literally want to do everything you can to make that right. Which and they really didn't can not press charges? Yeah, they, she didn't press charges because, you know, she was a nice lady. and she, That's like, the wild part to me. Yeah, I know. Like, she understood that it wasn't her fault. And so the boyfriend, doesn't he actually pick up that it's a white dog?
1: No, he doesn't. He doesn't pick up that it's a white dog. Okay, he just okay. he just thinks it's an attack, attack dog. dog. And he wants yes, it yeah, put yeah, down. Yeah,
0: yeah. He, so he thinks it's an attack dog, and like you know, you you brought an attack dog into your house. This is going to happen again too. So she doesn't want. He doesn't want um, her to keep the dog.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so one night, the dog sneaks out of the house. And as the dog's just, like, you know, roaming Los Angeles, he stumbles across a black truck driver, jumps into the car, and kills him.
1: Makes him wreck into an entire store, too.
0: Yeah, like, that's, like, the whole budget came to Like (laughs) I bet that was the whole budget, blowing up
1: that damn store.
0: Yeah, like, literally, so, like, the dog absolutely demolishes this guy and you know, he drives into a store and you know it explodes and all that stuff he literally demolishes like the store like the freaking truck absolutely demolished it
1: that was the one scene that the studio course, made him have
0: <laughs> it's so weird too because like this is kind of like you know like no one brings up this incident ever again well cause they because have no they, have no, yeah, yeah. they have no proof yeah yeah no clue <laughs> obviously like no one in this movie besides the dog but you can even say like the dog like you know like the dog's not like a feasible character like you know what i'm saying like you can't like talk so um pretty much no one knows of this incident at all (laughs) and it's it's just yeah like no one knows about it
1: so that's what I'm saying. I feel like, you know how The Godfather had those scenes where the studio like made Francis for Copa have these action scenes because they were like, oh my god, you're boring the audience? Yeah. That's what I feel what like that was. scene was. Like, where right. it was like, they were like, those please, dogs. Samuel. You have, you have please put dog. something. <laughs> Wake have the have audience dog. up.
0: <laughs> you have to have this dog attack someone, and when they get attacked, they have to drive into this freaking store and <laughs> like, make it explode.
1: Exactly. It yeah. felt like it felt like something the studio was just like, just wake the audience yeah. up, please, or else they're gonna fall asleep at this yeah. point.
0: And so, um, this was when, like, the dog, like after that night, the dog goes missing, and she can't find the dog. And, um, you know, she we get this whole sequence that I actually really like, where she goes to the pound. Yeah, and. You know, she's looking for a dog. He's not in the building. And she ends up seeing how they euthanize the dogs. Yeah. And I don't, like, there is some, like, logistical problems like with this. Like, there, no regular person walking around a pound would be able to go and see this room just out of nowhere. No, like no way. No. <laughs> and so, like she stumbles ap- across this room. This guy, like, setting this um dog in this like circular chamber. L- like, obviously, like locks it and then obviously kills the dog.
1: A little dispensive of belief in that scene, but yeah, I know what you. She- yeah,
0: yeah. So then, like you know, she comes outside, and I really like this. Like you know, like oh the the pa- um these people who capture animals you know, everyone's waiting for their lost dog to show up from one of these trucks. Mm -hmm. You know, you have like 10 plus people waiting for this like truck to show up and, you Mm -hmm. know, he's unlocking all the doors and, you know, a dog comes out one by one and, you know, it's not any dog. Yeah. And I feel like that's like, you know, it was really for something so simple. It really goes to show like, how vulnerable, like, these types of things are, because, like, just imagine, like, you know, you've lost a dog, and you're trying to find it, you go to the pound, and, you know, oh, the truck's coming in, and then you literally have another day of just hopelessness because the dog doesn't show up.
1: Well, I feel like yeah. everyone has that, like, exactly. has those uh, emotions of what it feels like to lose a pet, exactly. so.
0: Yeah, so, that worked out really well. I really liked how he did that whole scene. Oh yeah. Um, so after this, the dog comes back and he's
1: the dog's bloody, very I mean, bloody, and she doesn't question bloody. it at all, except for the fact she's like, "Oh, did you get in a fight?" Yeah, <laughs> she thought she got
0: he got into a fight with another dog, um, but yeah, he's really bullet, bloody. And, you know, this is a point where, you know, so you have the actress that attacked on screen at the set. Then you have um, him leaving, coming back with the blood and him. You know
1: what I thought was going to happen at this point in the movie? What? I thought we were about to watch like an entire movie of some kind of secret serial killer dog. that. <laughs> oh my
0: god. At
1: that point in the movie, I thought he was just going to keep sneaking off and killing and people killing and then people. coming back. And I was like, is this what the whole movie is going to be? and this <laughs> <laughs> just sneaking off and killing black people? Because I was like, this is not
0: it, dude. <laughs> this is what it's going to be. Dude, could you imagine like just like a serial killer dog movie?
1: That's ex- That's legitimately what yeah. came to my mind after that scene because I was like, please don't tell me the rest of the movie is just going to be this dude sneaking off and killing people and yeah. then coming back and the girl was just like
0: oh let me bathe you
1: yeah
0: oh
1: i'm so glad it didn't keep going that way
0: yeah because obviously you know it gets a lot better than that oh yeah (laughs) that would have been um so at this point julie is looking around for a trainer that well at this point it's kind of like someone tells her basically you have a white dog
1: this... He actually doesn't find out he has a she has a white dog, so she goes to the trainer, yeah, yeah, okay, but the yes, dude sorry. was yeah, like yeah. um yeah, so she goes to the trainer
0: and yeah. the trainer like you know tells her like you have a white dog, like these dogs That a worker
1: yeah. that employee, yeah.
0: yeah, and this dog will try to kill a black person any chance it sees one it sees one of them um and so he basically said, well, she's like, you know, what can I do? Like, can someone like train him not to be a white dog anymore? And he's like, no. And the person that I do know isn't really available. Then they basically tell her you need to euthanize the dog. Um, but another dog trainer, Keys, who is one of the best aspects about this movie oh yeah Um, for sure he's a black trainer and decides to take it upon himself to retrain the dog um so you know you get the first time where he like he meets a dog he's wearing all protective gear and like obviously the dog goes absolutely crazy um and so you get this whole thing of him trying to condition the dog too. So obviously he's fighting with the, basically fighting with the dog. Obviously he's not fighting back, but basically letting the dog attack him pretty much every day mm-hmm. to the point where the dog doesn't want to anymore because he's so exhausted. Um, and also, you know, he's trying to feed and take care of the dog, you know, trying to give it food. Um, you know, he's going to, he's trying to make the dog associate the food coming from black skin to make him not feel like that's hostile or trying to give him like
1: positive reinforcement. Reinforcement. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Um, And so um, after all this time, you know, basically you get a bunch of sequences of him going like back and forth with the dog trying to condition him. And so they have him locked up at this, basically like this zoo and so little do they know the dog is actually trying is actually eating the wire at the top mm-hmm. um and so you get this one really stormy night where the dog actually rips through the top and escapes and you know the whole zoo's freaking out all the animals are freaking out um and you know, like the alarms are getting off and they're trying to figure out what's going on and they, and the freaking dog is super freaking smart. Lily jumps on top of a car, jumps onto another thing to get over the fence of this place.
1: Mm. <laughs> he just straight crazy. up escapes.
0: Yeah, straight up escapes. <laughs> and so they realize like, oh shit. <laughs>
1: like, well, he's gone. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, And this is when, so the, like basically the next day, um. this dog, the dog is walking around town and you get this really suspenseful scene of a little black kid by himself outside of a store and the dog is walking around but he's just sitting there and because as soon as you know the dog sees that black kid it's over. Um, but the dog doesn't see it in time because the the mother brings him inside of the store. Um, so the dog keeps on walking down the well, street. it makes
1: a lot of good suspenseful scenes in this movie.
0: Yeah, um, and so he's walking down the street and sees a black man going to a church, and the dog chases him into the church and kills him really bad. Oh yeah. Um and so as as the people from the um the zoo like Keys and all that are driving around to try and find the dog, you know, they stumble upon the dog by the church. Yeah, Keys is
1: the one that finds him. Yeah
0: literally caked in blood um and he goes in he gets he gets a dog puts him in the truck and then he follows the trail into the church and like the, it's really like the movie like the movie itself isn't gory it's just bloody there's a lot of blood there's not a lot of gore you don't see like a lot of gore or anything it's just bloody there's a lot in the
1: way samuel fuller like films it too it's like a it's kind of like... I'm trying to think of the movie. It's not like Jaws or anything, but it's kind of like whenever you see a gory scene or something, you know it's there, but he kind of mm. keeps it just right outside of the frame. Yeah. But you, he always films the other characters' reactions to it, so it kind of... You can let your imagination run exactly. wild based yeah. on their own reaction about yeah. how bad it is.
0: Strong. like there's never, like, there was never a point anywhere in this movie I'm like I want more blood and gore like no it like he directs it so perfectly to where it's just like everything just feels, the right amount yeah everything feels like it's kind of horrific
1: yeah what's exactly cuz and- Keyes' character really acts well i guess the guy who plays him just acts really well about his reaction to the church oh, killing yeah. it was it really looked like just really well done
0: and he i think he's like obviously like julius perform julius performance performance in the second half of this movie gets a lot better but he's performance in this movie is so good he mm-hmm. is literally literally arguably the best thing about the second half of the movie
1: i would definitely agree yeah. with that
0: and so you get this like there's a a little bit more logistical problems here Um, because I don't know it's weird because you'd think like you know this dog kills someone there's no way they let the freaking there's no way they let this freaking dog go back with them there's no way there really isn't they're gonna kill this dog I don't see in any situation where like the authorities let these people keep him
1: well the authorities never knew see
0: yes but they also say they literally say that the authorities let them keep the dog in hopes to reconditioning him who says that i don't know i can't remember but i remember it being a line in the movie and also this page says it too
1: Because the only time the officials ever come in contact with him is well, I know. Like, you when they're see the eating like, dinner. Yeah. Like, and then, you don't... like, the dude just comes up there and he's asking about where the church is. But no one ever yeah. knows what the dog actually did. Except for Keys and then Carruthers and then the chick. And that's it. Yeah.
0: Um. Okay. Here. Go. All right. So, he basically says he's opting not to turn him over to authorities.
1: Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, he yeah, explained yeah. that in that yeah, whole yeah. scene. Yeah, that's... That's his yeah, experiment. Yeah.
0: yeah, okay. So he opts not to turn him over to the authorities. Yeah, because um,
1: he talks about how he wanted to shoot him at the church, but he shot him with the train gun instead because he had yeah. to prove his point.
0: Yeah, because, like, he, he has talked before about trying to retrain white dogs, and it was unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. But if he kills the dog then... Obviously, he's lost all of his work because he has made some progress, but he hasn't made a ton. And all that progress gets lost Lost if he just kills the dog. Yeah. Um, so. And also, like, he, he has this really big belief that, you know. Curing this dog will discourage racists from training dogs like this, um, which I feel like is kind of fifty-fifty, because I feel like no, no matter what, if they're gonna train a dog to be like that, they're they're going to. There's nothing's gonna really stop them from doing that. Yeah. Um.
1: But it's more about like I think the principle of it. No. Than yeah, the yeah. Actual. Oh, oh yeah, Like no, fact yeah. of it. Yeah. Oh, I know. I was just, you know, but I completely uh, agree though. Like if they if they can do it, then they're going to do it no matter what. Doesn't matter if you can recondition or not. Yeah. And so, after some
0: more training, you know, the dog really starts becoming more friendly towards keys. Um, and so, you know, this is they think it's time. You know, bring Julie back, and show her the progress that's that's been made. And this whole, dude, this whole last scene, oh my God, is it so good.
1: Well, the Charlie scene is really good, too. Because the Charlie scene and then the last scene, those are both the most, like, suspenseful ones, and they were both really well done.
0: Talk about the Charlie scene, then, because I think I... um... Remember
1: after after he did the first test with himself, with the dog, and he was like, all right, the dog passed, but he was like, I have to test it with...
0: Yeah. another
1: black enemy that isn't me. Yeah. And then he brings that old dude, Charlie, out there.
0: Yeah. And, and that
1: was like that was a really good suspense scene. He takes the two shots of like yes. after that. And then yeah. the then the final scene is after that with Carruthers and Julie, yeah. which is also really And wild. so like
0: in that other scene with Charlie, like, you know, like the dog is still kind of standoffish with meeting new people, but Overall, he's kind of fine now.
1: And he doesn't attack him.
0: He doesn't attack him. With, like, bare skin and all, like, you know, showing the black skin and everything. Doesn't attack.
1: I really like those shots, too, and all those suspenseful scenes of Keys, like, holding the gun. Yep. Pointing at the white dog and all that. Those are really Uh, well shot. And
0: especially in his last scene, too. Um, Oh, yeah. So, Julie... um, Keys brings back Julie. Um... So she um she so he they brings all her back. The yeah, yeah, so <laughs> he brings her back in and she starts the dog basically starts charging her. Not char- just like is like dashing at her and Keys you get the shot of Keys like slow motion like raising his gun with his hand on the trigger basically just waiting to kill his dog if anything goes wrong Mm -hmm. and it's fine the dog ends up being super chilled to julie and you know she like you know tells him you know um
1: and he's chill with keys too at that point yeah
0: yeah like so they're fine (laughs) um and so Basically, oh, I kind of skipped part. So, before this, they basically telling her that the dog has been cured and as she's leaving to go visit them.
1: Oh, yeah. The fucking grandpa.
0: <laughs> the dog's family actually visits her house and um, you know, they're basically asking her what her name is and everything. Um, And so this old guy has his two grandchildren, who are both um, girls, with him.
1: They look like the twins from The Shining.
0: Yes, a little (laughs) bit. Yeah, they're like, if they were demonic children in the movie, they would fit right in. Um, (laughs) they would. And so, basically, you know, like, he's like, "I'm looking for my dog. I heard you had it," and she's like, "That was your dog," and she gets she gets really mad and like you, you trained him to be a white dog and he kind of pauses for a second. He's like white dog there is. And you're like, Oh fuck.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He was super proud of it.
0: Yeah. And so she absolutely goes off on him in front of the kids because obviously the kids, I feel like the kids don't know about what's going on with the dog. But I don't trust I would, them, kids. I no, think they're I know, already fucked. Oh, I know. I know that. <laughs> like, they probably know, like, they've probably been conditioned to the point where they don't like black people and they're racist, but they don't, probably don't know about the things that has happened to the dog.
1: Like, oh, they don't,
0: yeah. yeah, they probably don't know about the training the dog has had.
1: I can so, agree with that.
0: So, you know, every all of them are, like, really, you know, then really thrown off. Like, what, what? i thought i could trust you
1: basically yeah
0: <laughs> um and so like she gets really mad and she's like i'm never giving that dog back to you or whatever and so this is the point where they go and, and
1: then she was like he's been cured by a yeah. black man yeah
0: and yeah like, you know, the grandpa looked
1: like horrified like oh my god yeah
0: <laughs> um and so This is where you get the final scene where, um, you know, Jewel keys are celebrating their victory because, you know, the dog is reacting fine around black people and he acts fine around her. Then, while they're in the dome, without any warning, the dog turns attention to the runner of the zoo, Crothers. And attacks him. Like full on. Attacks him. And that's when you actually get keys. You see the shot. Of him raising the gun. And is forced to shoot. And kill the dog. And. You see it all. Like you see him. You see. And it's as much as it's defeating for keys in that situation, because he's obviously very pained by that. It actually happened. He obviously lost basically
1: such Um, a good ending,
0: but it's also really defeating for the viewer as well, because even though the dog can obviously be a monster, like you want to see the dog cured. Like it's not obviously not the dog's fault that it was trained to be this way Mm -hmm. so like you know this whole time i'm really hoping you know the dog can be basically cured and turned back into a dog that doesn't have the urge to kill people with a, a different color skin and you know so after the after that happens you know you just get this final shot of an overlook of crothers and the dog, basically, because, um, well, no, Cruthers is fine, but you get this. Well, they, like,
1: help him up, but yeah. he's all tore up. But the but dog you- is, like, the final shot because yeah, he's you- dying.
0: Yeah, you get the final shot of just, like, an overhead shot of the dog, you know, laying in the dome with gunshots and I'm um, dead. And that's when, like, you know, the credits roll over into and just, like, with this very minimalistic and kind of really... Sorrowful music, and yeah, you really feel the defeat that Keys feels in the situation. All of them feel in the situation because you know they really thought they actually did it.
1: I love. I I think it's great. I
0: love it too so much.
1: It was so well done.
0: Yeah, and so basically, you know, you get to this point where like the overall theme of the movie is just like racism is something that's taught. It's not something that's embedded. It's, it is taught. Definitely. And, I mean, that's like literally common sense. Nurture. For, it's yeah. not nature. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's interesting when it comes to other things that aren't humans where, yeah, you definitely have the chance to recondition them. But it is definitely a much taller task because, you know, you see stories sometimes of people who have been, who had committed their life to hate um, and racism that have actually changed their ways, like completely changed. And it goes to show that like, it's completely possible, but like with something is with a dog, obviously you can condition him and... You can try and recondition him. But you really don't know where you're gonna get. When that's you-
1: why I appreciate it so much. Like the that's why I appreciate the ending so much. Cause yeah. I don't I would have think it when I was first watching it, I would have thought it would be a huge cop out if he was cured. Uh-huh. Only for the simple fact that it's not realistic. The whole the whole premise itself kind of isn't realistic, even yeah. though it's based on true story. But I was just saying like if he was completely cured. It would completely deflate me as a viewer because I feel like that would be a cop and out. And
0: I thought about that too because, like, I really honestly felt like this was kind of the best case scenario in a way because it feels like such a better ending that you just get like this happy ending that you secured. cured. Obviously, I wanted that, but at the yeah. same time, this is a better symbolic and better ending overall
1: because that's the it like it makes the viewer want more for what you're talking about like that better happy ending but at the same time it doesn't make them feel cheated because it's not it's like the ultimate way of samuel fuller saying it this racism thing is not as simple as just oh he's cured and he's not exactly like it's it's a much more complicated thing to go about it and it, it also shows that it stems much more from like you said hatred instead of just straight up color exactly because as soon as he's not wanting to kill the black man then he just looks at the other man that's there and he's like all right well fuck you i'm gonna kill Mm -hmm. you then yeah
0: um yeah i mean there's like things obviously laced throughout this movie that are really good with symbolism and just like you know there's times where like you'll have these shots like these medium shots of the dog with the white fur and then The trainer who is black like lending his black skin to the dog and it's like a perfect contrast of like almost like black and white one is seen as enemy one is seen as like you know almost a savior in a way but it's almost opposite because like when you think white you think of pure Mm -hmm. but it um Obviously, the dog's complete. The dog's a monster here. He's not the pure one, and that's why. Like, it's because obviously, a white dog isn't like just straight up a white dog. Um, it shows a lot more symbolism having a white pure dog, mm-hmm. because you, when you see white, you obviously think pure, and like for something like this dog, like dog looks really pure and like almost like i wouldn't say angelic but yeah just really innocent and well kept in a way i don't know i don't know what the good word is for to use for dog-ing. it's like a
1: juxtaposition it's yeah. like on the outside it looks very beautiful and pristine but you as the viewer know what it is that actually is the dog yeah and it's kind of it's perfectly contrast its outlook
0: um and so yeah i mean that's pretty much the movie um it is kind of disappointing you know at a time where like people really didn't want to tackle this stuff and this you know this movie just basically just got shoved to the wayside for three previews and it's on criterion
1: yeah it got and i need to buy cr- it <laughs> i don't think there's a blu-ray for it though it says it's out of stock on Amazon. I want to buy it, but I'm gonna wait till there's a Blu-ray. Um, because yeah, it's basically it got put on um
0: Criterion in two thousand
1: eight. Um, Damn, that's a while back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, I liked the movie. I didn't love it, but I liked it. Um, obviously, As you ended up liking it as well. So, you know, it was it was ended up being you know a good a good watch for a series do i think it was overly disturbing no because there's not really anything like super like gory or anything like that like super off the wall the more disturbing fact is like you know just racism in general and basically what this dog is doing to people like the subject matter rather than what's actually being seen
1: oh yeah Um, I mean, I would say that the more disturbing aspect of it is the fact that we're so desensitized to that kind of aspect of it anyways, to where it isn't really that disturbing. We watch something like this and we're just like, yeah, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's unfortunate.
0: I I agree. Um, So the next pick, I think it's your turn.
1: Oh, shit. What are we doing for next podcast? I don't even know. I haven't even thought about it, if I'm being perfectly honest. uh, Didn't we say... Okay, actually. I think we should do... I think we should either do the Evil Dead remake and then the Evil Dead original, or we should do the Dawn of the Dead remake and the Dawn of the Dead original. We sh- I want to do one of those. I would like... I think...
0: Well, it's your choice. So, you go ahead and pick. I, I.
1: I want it, it to be a doubleheader. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, that's why I want it to be two. Which when, one
1: do you want it to be more? Because I don't carry the way.
0: Um, I would really like to go down the path of like the Dawn of the Dead. And I know we've talked about this. We kind of really want to focus on like a bunch mm-hmm. of like these zombies movies. Oh you yeah. You know we got. We got the original stuff from george romero you got the dawn of the dead Reginald then you got the zombie remake.
1: movies and then you got
0: yeah you got the full steam movies and stuff we can get into off of that ones. and then we got yeah. yeah so obviously like this probably isn't like this whole thing isn't gonna happen within like maybe like a couple podcasts it's probably, we can guess, jump around a little yeah, bit it's we're still gonna jump around but i think for the next one we yeah we'll tackle the original dawn of the dead and the dawn of the dead remake
1: hell yeah do a little compare and contrast
0: yes sir um so that is the podcast for today that is 1982 Samuel Fuller's white dog um thank you guys as as always for um listening and checking out the podcast um have you great have yourselves a great time until the next one we'll talk to you later
1: hell yeah Thanks for listening. Peace out, guys. Peace.